AWRI Decanted, a podcast from the Australian Wine Research Institute. Here, grape and wine scientists reveal their latest discoveries and meet the producers who are applying the research in their businesses. Vineyards are labour-intensive places, requiring humans for everything from pruning through to spraying and undervine care. However, in the future, will that always be the case? G'day, I'm Drew Radford, and arguably, labour shortages are driving the need for the future to arrive sooner and deliver autonomous devices into vineyards to take over some of the repetitive and labour-intensive activities. At the cutting edge of this technology is AWRI Principal Engineer, Dr. Simon Nordesgaard, and to discuss some of the autonomous technologies available and also some being developed, he joins us for this AWRI Decanted podcast. Simon, thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. I understand you're a chemical engineer, but you've ended up in the wine sector and you've thrown yourself wholeheartedly into it to the point that you actually collect old winemaking machinery and artefacts. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I've, uh, as I've become involved in the wine sector, I've got to collecting a lot of historical documents. And sometimes I find they're sometimes useful in understanding, you know, why we do things the way we do at the moment. That's actually quite a fascinating perspective to look that far back and say it's got relevance to now. Yeah, I, th- I think whenever innovations first come into a sector, that's probably the time when there's a lot of focus on the nitty-gritty of why those innovations are of value and then so over time it maybe it becomes a bit more of a of a black box so sort of understanding the history right through to the current day I think it gives some for me anyway it gives me sort of an interesting perspective on on things and yeah. Simon with those historical documents that you were talking about and giving a better understanding of how processes started I find that quite interesting because now you're in the field of developing new processes and one of your current projects is exploring the way autonomous robots and tractors can be used in the vineyard how did you get to be rolling out robots into the vineyard well i try and sort of keep my finger on the pulse of new technologies i've been seeing for several years developments in autonomous agricultural robots and tractor retrofit kits particularly some of the robots in France, seeing this developments and, and seeing sort of developments of autonomy, you know, more broadly in the, in the media, you know, you think about Tesla and companies like that. I put a real effort in to understand what's out there. I've um, got a grant and working with producers to, uh, to look at their application in, in vineyards here in Australia. You use the term autonomous in there and we're going to be drilling down into a couple of different areas. Is there a difference between an autonomous robot and an autonomous tractor? To be honest, a lot of things could be probably called either. I guess tractors, when we tend to think about vehicles that are sort of general purpose, that do multiple operations, some robots can as well, but they're probably more likely to be focused on particular tasks. And then I guess also robots are sometimes smaller um, than tractors or probably more likely to be battery um, electric powered as opposed to diesel but there's a lot of crossover and a lot of these things could easily be called either a robot or a tractor. 
Simon, I used to talking about auto steer tractors and got a reasonable understanding how they get around. I assume that some of it's GPS, but in a vineyard, how do these autonomous vehicles know where to go and are they controlled by an operator? Do they still need an operator? The point that I'm getting at is the space is so much more confined. I imagine the accuracy has got to be very, very good. The accuracy does have to be very good. Generally, they do also navigate using GPS, but just like some of the auto steer systems that are probably more common in broadacre farming, obviously on your phone you can get GPS, but it's only a few metres accuracy. You need a base station or similar arrangements to give a correction signal so you can get to sort of two or three centimetre accuracy. It's very important in vineyards that you have that level of accuracy. So there's something they call real-time kinematic or RTK corrections, and that's what you do need for navigating a vineyard. Most of these robots and tractor retrofit kits, they're mainly working based on satellite positioning with the correction signal. And there can be various other sensors that can be used for particular uh, corrections as you go and for stopping if there's somebody in the vineyard in front of it or things like that. But fundamentally, most of them are working by satellite positioning with a correction signal. You're obviously diving deep into this, Simon. So in the vineyard space, what research are you doing for the application of autonomous vehicles? So we received a grant to look at uh, autonomous vehicles in vineyards with a focus on undervine weeding. I guess there's interest in alternatives to using herbicide for managing the undervine area in vineyards. And if you switch from using herbicide to using like slashing or mowing and or if you use cultivation, you tend to require a lot more tractor passes and slower tractor passes. So it's sort of one of these tasks that's quite suited to autonomous operation. I mean, autonomous operation is it's probably most suited to operations that are slow and repetitive and boring. That's our key focus. And some of that has been done a bit already in Europe, but sometimes the vineyards are a little bit different here. There's a lot more sprawling canopies that can create some challenges. So that's that's a key area of focus. But I mean, we're also, while we're doing this, we're also looking at, at using these vehicles for operations like uh, slashing the, the mid-row as well or like fungicide spraying of the canopy. Our focus is on undermine weeding, but we're also looking at other operations in the vineyard because if a grower was to invest in this technology, they're probably going to want to use it for several tasks, ideally. Simon, I've seen promotional material for autonomous lawnmowers to be used in your backyard, so I'm guessing this is a larger-scale version. Yeah, to some extent, a lot of the autonomous lawnmowers, they just have boundary wires as opposed to using GPS with a, an RTK correction. Although some of the autonomous lawnmowers, and we're actually going to be trialling these in part of our work later this year, they do also use GPS and a, and a correction signal. So, yeah, I think those autonomous lawnmowers, it's starting to get increasingly common here. I mean, there's some similarities as I said, we're going to be looking at them as, as well. The autonomy can take various forms. It can be dedicated robots. It can be a retrofit kit on a you know a proven tractor design, or it could be things like you were saying, like a small autonomous lawnmowers. Simon, is the main driver for this labour saving? Is it about accuracy as well, or is it a range of things? I think it's a, a range of things. I think labour availability is a key driver with some of this autonomous machinery, there is always going to be people still required to manage it at some level, but potentially it might get to a point where you, you, you have a, you know, somebody managing 
three or four autonomous vehicles or even more and there will be things that come up that somebody needs to go and intervene or fill up tanks for spraying and things like that but in some respects once this technology is established and you have these vehicles running autonomously and you've got very accurate positioning it does open up some other opportunities as well to collect information on the vineyard and there's various positives but I mean I think dealing with labour shortages is might be an initial driver in adoption. I'd imagine safety would be a driver as well too I mean there's plenty of vineyards that are on fairly steep hills and sending one of these devices up there to do the under row trimming is going to be a whole lot safer than having somebody repeatedly going up and down steep slopes. Agriculture unfortunately makes up disproportionately for worker injuries and and a lot of those injuries relate to vehicles and, and tractors so in the long term there will be safety benefits of having a sort of autonomous operation so yeah i mean i think that's definitely a, an opportunity as well i mean implementing autonomous vehicles in vineyards there will be some challenges like with any new technology to make sure that it's safe and good frameworks are in place to manage that implementation. Simon, are these generally diesel driven or are they battery operated? I'm just wondering what sort of infrastructure needs to be in place to power them. I guess at the moment we're doing a lot of work with a retrofit kit that's on a diesel tractor. So in that case it's diesel and there are some other diesel versions. Um, As I mentioned, a lot of the things that might be described as being robots are often battery electric. So there's some benefits in, in that in terms of reducing carbon dioxide emissions in the long term. I mean, I think generally for small scale, sort of vineyard scale tractors, whether it's autonomous or not, it'll probably end up being electric in the future. So it's a combination. At the moment, some are diesel, some are battery electric. Sometimes the batteries are both expensive and there can be range issues. Whether you can actually work all day with a a battery-powered vehicle at the moment is debatable, particularly on sort of heavier uh, duty tasks. This seems a little bit futuristic, but I'm guessing this is just around the corner. So what are you looking at in terms of costs and availability for some of this equipment? So the retrofit kits we've got at the moment, you can buy it right now. It is going to be a significant cost. It's less than the cost of the tractor. Obviously, there's a range of equipment available. I mean, it's it's a significant cost, but I think for large operations, it will be very cost effective. It's not going to be prohibitive. I'm guessing also there's a return on investment here because you're not going to be having ongoing labour costs of doing some of these tasks. Yeah, the return on investment should be there because of that. You'll still need some labour to manage several vehicles, but there'll be labour savings that could fund that investment. Simon, part of your job is to look over the horizon. So where do you see automation in vineyards in, say, 10 years' time? Like with a lot of technologies, they'll start in sort of the larger operations and then they'll gradually go through the operations until everybody is using it. I think in 10 years' time that autonomous tractors and robots will be standard for basic operations in the larger operations. So spraying, mowing, 
cultivating tasks like that, in 10 years' time, they'll be used by the majority of larger producers and then probably some medium producers as well. Simon, it's an interesting space in regards to also, I guess, insurance, because with agriculture having a disproportionately high level of accidents, I could imagine there'd be back-end pressures from insurers to say, well, you're still driving tractors through these environments, your premium's going to be higher. There is always that aspect with a new technology though that there is a there'd be challenges in what the insurance rules are for new technologies i think there could be a push from both sides i know in the end it will be safer but there are challenges in working with different laws and rules to get to that point i think and there's some really good work being done developing codes of practice for agriculture so that we can get all the benefits of these technologies going forward and do it in a really safe manner and that's a fantastic point to finish on. Dr. Simon Nordisgaard, thank you for taking the time and joining us for this AWRI Decanted podcast. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate the opportunity. The AWRI Decanted podcast is supported by Australia's grape growers and winemakers through their investment agency, Wine Australia, with matching funds from the Australian Government.